it's amazing to me the amount of women that are like, wow, I slowed down my exercise. I'm doing actually less movement. I have more energy and I'm feeling stronger. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. Did you know in France, they give women who have just delivered a baby six months of pelvic floor rehabilitation, six months. How much do we give in the United States? Zero, zero. It really, again, comes on the uh, empowerment of us as women to seek out the right information and do the pelvic floor rehabilitation. So I look carefully at this information because number one, I've delivered four big babies. And I've had my own issues with my pelvic floor from incontinence to pelvic floor pain and the list goes on and really work to reverse all of that and have better than ever healthy pelvic floor. So it's possible at any age. Number two, because I'm a mom of four girls, again, and, um, and thinking about their pelvic floor health and their, you know, uh, postpartum you know, God willing, very delivering healthy babies and um, having pelvic floor rehabilitation and what has to be done before and after to have a healthy, uh, healthy postpartum period, which is so important. And uh, the right and wrong ways to rehabilitate the pelvic floor. So I think as we've seen more women go into medicine, and uh, more moms go into medicine. I always do like hashtag moms in medicine because it's, it's uh, a pioneering group that through our own journeys can really help so many women, our patients, and then all of you listening now. And often things we didn't learn in med school right, even as obstetrician and gynecologist. So I love bringing in experts in pelvic floor health, and there's been several episodes that we've done on that, um, strengthening the pelvic floor, as well as pelvic pain, discomfort, and none of incontinence, and none of us have to live with it. So I, that is the reason that I, I brought on Erica Zeal today, who is the founder of the Core Rehab Program and creator of Core Athletica, and really has worked with pregnant moms too in prenatal fitness. And as a mom herself, she's really uh, been a you know, a pioneer and a very vocal and advocate for strengthening our pelvic floor so that we don't struggle in the right and wrong ways to do it. And this includes posture and just little things that we can do on a daily basis that is going to keep our core strong. And when our core is strong, our back is strong. And I can't tell you how many patients I've had that have had back pain in their early 40s, 50s, and beyond, let alone debilitating osteopenia, osteoarthritis, um, spinal problems as they get older. So the core health is critically important. And, and some of the ways you may have been taught to do it 
could be completely wrong. The other reason I brought Erica on the Girlfriend Doctor show to um, share her information with you, because one of the things she talks about is the fascia and the neurofascial system and how emotions can be stored and stagnant in our body. And by releasing these, um, by improving the movement of our fascia, how um, emotions, especially stuck emotions, can be released and that will unstick us. So you guys are going to love this episode. I'll tell you a little bit more about Erica. As a, she's a mom of three. She received her health and human performance degree from Iowa State University. She's a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, certified personal trainer and Pilates instructor, plus a health and nutrition coach and teaching deep core and pre and postnatal exercise exercises to help women lead a stronger, healthier life and heal their body through movement, wellness, intuition, and breath work. As I mentioned, she's the founder of Core Athletica and the Core Rehab Program. And you can connect with her at her website. We'll put links here behind the show at the bottom of the show notes. So you are able to connect with her and join her. So let me introduce you to Erica. Here we go. Welcome, Erica, to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. It is great to have you here. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I can't wait to chat with you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to have this time. And I think what's really I love about your work is your mission and the heart with which you do it with. And that's what I think with the Girlfriend Doctor Show. I, I really love bringing people on that are so mission-driven. And, and I love that about you, Erica. So will you tell our audience a little bit about what brought you to this area of expertise? So yeah, it really has just kind of been a culmination of my life's work, one foot in front of the other. Um, you know, as a child, starting at like the age of five, I had just daily knee pain. Um, and they kept saying it was growing pains, right? And finally, by the time I was 17, um, went and saw a specialist that we had to drive a couple hours to go see because my mom was like, you know, this, she's done growing, right? I was done growing when I was 14, right? And um, this was like the pivotal moment in my life where the specialist was like, well, you need to strengthen your legs. And I was like, what a simple novel concept. Someone couldn't have told me that earlier on in my, in my life, right? But better late than never. Um, and so that's what propelled me to want to study exercise science in college um, and just learned so much about the body. And then from there, um, discovered Pilates, moved to Southern California and just really fell in love with Pilates. I even say like, it's, it kind of saved me because it was that high intensity working out as much as like I wanted to do that. It wasn't the best fit for my body. Um, and then, you know, having three babies myself and just getting the opportunity to work with so many incredible women over the years. And I've worked with men as well, um, but of all ages from teenagers to, you know, clients in their sixties and seventies. And then, you know, specializing a little bit in that pre postnatal um, working with those women, I just learned so much and sort of developing my own kind of methodologies and techniques through personal experience as well as professional experience and really compiling research and looking outside of fitness. At one point, pretty early on, I was like, I started recognizing, I was like, there's more to this than just what I was getting in the, you know, kind of cookie cutter fitness um, and started really discovering more about our pelvic floor and fascia and just kind of really geeked out on it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's because the pelvic floor and the fascia is really important. I did a 
um, a podcast actually went to the Pelvic Floor Rehabilitation Center here in Dallas, um, founded by Dr. Allison Chirkandre. And that's a great review, you guys. I mean, we talked about pelvic floor strength and what happens with pelvic pain and how that can be such a compromising issue. And people just do not talk about it. People just do not talk about it. So I think that's one of the things that is so is really so critically important to be able to to address is the pelvic floor and how our core is critical to the pelvic floor. And, um, and with that said, that there are exercises we can be doing incorrectly and correctly, like for us and our audience and being a gynecologist and working with women, you know, through pregnancy, postpartum and well into their 80s, the pelvic floor is crucial for life. And I would say that is our you know, that is our most important, the most important anatomy of our body is the pelvic floor, clitoris to anus, keep it healthy, everything in between, and strengthen the pelvic floor because the quality of our life really depends on it. And we can reverse, you know, reverse these changes, reverse the incontinence, reverse the pelvic pain, reverse the discomfort. We can reverse all of this. And that's really, I think, a, a huge message I want people to be aware of. Absolutely. I mean, I'm always trying to preach that as well. And I get a lot of women who will be like, oh, well, but I hear once you're in your 40s, there's nothing you can do about it. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, I'm helping women all the time to heal their body through movement and breath work and, and all of the work that I do. So, I mean, I just see it time and time again, what is possible um, that so many women are told is not possible. And that's why I love these conversations. <laughs> yes, I love them. I love them too. I love them too, Erica. So let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what, what is done wrong and, and what we need to do correctly. Okay, so some of the key things that I see that we have learned um, wrong movement, right? And one of those is drawing our belly to our spine, which is a common cue we hear in fitness classes, bar classes, all of that. Um, but what that does is that restricts your breathing, number one. Um, it, it makes it so that you cannot effectively activate your pelvic floor. Um, and it can actually shut off your pelvic floor and put pressure down on your pelvic floor, which we don't need any more of. <laughs> um, tucking our, our pelvis is another one, the tucked booty, which for many starts with pregnancy because of the postural shifts that take place, but it doesn't have to, and it doesn't have to be so excessive. Um, and so, and then that's also another cue that comes out of the fitness industry as well as like tuck your booty, squeeze those glutes, right. Or, you know, and, and that the same thing, it puts pressure on our low back. It puts pressure down on our pelvic floor. So one of the first things I'm always doing with my clients and my students is we have to stop gripping our glutes all the time and start being more aware of our pelvic position. Um, because even when we focus on pelvic floor, right? Like, yes, it's a standalone, you know, muscles, but it's more than that. For optimal function, we have to look at the body as a whole. Um, and our pelvic position is absolutely has to be addressed um, if we want to work towards optimal function and just feel, you know, good and enjoy our life, which is at the end of the day, my goal for women is to get them and keep them active if that's something they desire. Um, and another one that is a big pet peeve of mine is the like constantly rolling the shoulders and jamming them down and back. Like we're told like, okay, you know, stand tall, stand tall and draw those shoulders down. And what that does is actually going to shut off your core because we're so forceful with it. And this is the thing, like in our workouts, um, we have been 
just been trained to like go hard or go home and squeeze and do all of that forceful movement. And I can tell you the more forceful you are and trying to force your body to do something, the more it kind of rebels in a sense, and it shuts off all the deeper layers of your core. And that's where I come in and help people to teach them to turn it all back on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So no more um, belly, you know, belly button to spine, tucking in the booty and shoulders back and down. Now that's just like my entire yoga class. I know, right? <laughs> but I have a solution. I can tell you what to do instead. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about posture for a second. If you're, if you're good with me going there, because that's where I feel like a lot of this starts is just being aware of how we're holding our body throughout our day, right? So we're sitting a lot, right? And so I always encourage everyone, like play around with trying to stand more during your day. Um, and when you are sitting, sit on something that's actually like a flatter surface, which will help encourage you to sit taller. Because if we sit with a chair with a back, guess what happens? We round our spine and it puts a lot of pressure on our back and our pelvic floor. And you know, so many more people are working at home now and they want to sit on the couch, right? So like, I don't encourage that at all um, because it can weaken the pelvic floor. And um, so instead, just like bringing awareness to how we're sitting and how we're holding our bodies. So for sitting, you know, kind of rock around on that, on your on your pelvis and find kind of those sits bones, right? And you want to sit, um, you know, with a little light arch in your lower back, right? That's why we should have a curve in our low back. Um, we don't want our back to be perfectly straight. I, we should have a curve in our lower back and then it kind of comes and curves out a slightly back and then a curve in of our cervical spine, right? And so then if we are thinking about how we're sitting, we want to actually use our mid back more than our shoulders for good posture. So we should just let our shoulders relax and then lengthen up through the top of the head. And so if you can start to visualize like, okay, I'm sitting on my chair and I'm, you know, my pelvic floor is there and I just visualize like I'm going to lightly connect from my pelvic floor all the way through the top of my head and just let my shoulders relax and just breathe with ease. It like takes this forcefulness out of like having good posture. Um, and it's about just being able to be more fascially fluid with our body. Um, and then if we're standing ladies, like you have got to bring awareness to your knees. And if you're locking your knees, you're putting a lot of pressure on your low back and you're putting a lot of pressure into your pelvic floor. And it makes it harder for you to actually effectively activate your pelvic floor. So those are just some kind of key things to start to tune into, um, which can help your deep core um, function a lot better. And, and you mentioned, and I, I love that because I'm just sitting here now thinking, one of the things I've noticed since I've been sitting a lot with, uh, you know, uh, since the pandemic is sitting more and actually I was doing more of my, I've changed my environment uh, right now to be in a, a higher chair because I was getting a lot of psoas muscle constriction. And you know, I was in a low couch and doing sitting and doing my work, right? And then you get this psoas muscle. So the psoas muscle, you know, if you think if you put your hands down in the crux of your um, crease of your pelvic floor between your thigh and your abdomen, the psoas muscle is coming right through that area for audience. So you can feel that right now. And then a lot of times that gets... Um, spastic, it gets inflexible, and it causes a lot of pain. And right around this area is our hips, 
our, you know, our perineum, our pelvic floor, our sexual organs, and any negative innervation to any part of our body is not good because, you, you know, you talk about this a lot and we'll go into the fascia, the connective tissue of our body the connective tissue, which is so critical. And as we age, because fascia has hormone receptors, it becomes more stiff. It becomes less flexible. It become, can become inflamed and painful. And so, it, you know, we, that's why I'm such a proponent for bioidentical hormones and anti-inflammatory lifestyle, the keto green diet. And I always say, you know, it takes more than hormones to fix your hormones because when we, when we look at this and how our hormones even affect our fascia and, and the vagina is lined with fascia, every, you know, every, you know, under all our skin in our body, there's fascia. I mean, it's just everywhere connected from head to toe. And Eric, I went to an osteopathic medical school. And so as an osteopathic physician, we learn about, you know, structure and function of our entire anatomy and how the fascia is so, is connected head to toe and fascial releases is an important part of healing as an osteopathic physician, doing fascial releases, assessing the fascia, every part is attached, you're having trouble in your neck, let's look at what's happening in your knees, you know, <laughs> I mean, and, and I, as, a, as a gynecologist, I always say, well, you know, if we're looking at, at bladder function, incontinence issue, can you spread your toes, and you can take off your shoes right now, everyone listening, and just see, can you spread your toes, those big, wide yogi toes, right? That means you have good neural function of S2, 3, and 4, which is your pelvic floor, um, which is the same nerves that innervate your pelvic floor that are, you know, responsible for, um, responsible for sexual function, both men and women. So you got to understand, I mean, we are, it's all connected. And that's one of the things that I like about your work, especially with the core, is that a strong core is critical to you know, healthy, you know, healthy function of our pelvic floor and how the fascia is all connected. Yeah, I love how you mentioned about the toes because I love to always educate women that our inner line, which connects up with the big toe and goes up through the inner thighs and the inner line of the hamstrings goes up through the pelvis and the inside of our hips, right? And so, so many times we don't correlate that we're having pelvic floor dysfunction or back pain because of a tight line down one side and the other side could be weaker, right? Start getting these imbalances. And this is where I feel like so many women end up suffering in silence for so long because they might go to different specialists because of back pain or because of pelvic floor or hip or knee or whatever. But if we're not looking at the body as a whole, that's where I feel like we're missing missing a lot of the potential answers because, you know, I'll have people come in that they're like, okay, I've got neck pain. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to look at your pelvis first. And it like blows people's minds that wait, you're not going to address my neck. Well, I mean, we're going to get there. It's a piece of the picture, but many times where you feel pain and dysfunction isn't actually the root cause of it. It's like the weaker link that finally like kind of gave way. Um, and that's why like, I've helped so many women get rid of back pain that have suffered from it for 10 plus years, it's because they're missing you like the psoas line. And it's not just the psoas muscle, it's the fascial line that goes around and through the psoas and connects, you know, way down in the leg or way up underneath the rib cage and the diaphragm and everything is so, it's so all intertwined and connected. So let's talk about that. Describe like the fascia and, and how you use this, um, 
how you use it in your therapies? Okay. So, um, you know, with fascia, one thing I always like to remind everyone is that it goes through our muscles. It goes around our muscles, our organs, it goes around all of our nerves. So when people are getting any sort of impingement, right, that just tells me like, oh, we're lacking space to me. I'm like, it's a simple, there's a simple solution. I just have to help teach my students how to create more space between their bones. Right. And it like, you're like, well, it does sound so simple. And it, it, the concept is, but here's, here's what we have to understand about fascia is fascia will form the way that we move. Right. And the way that we move, which is like basically the biomechanics of how we move. And some of that can somewhat be a little bit of hereditary, um, which is really interesting because I'm not fully sure if the science out there says it's a actual more genetic thing, or it's something that is in our nature because we see our mom moving a certain way. So as a little toddler, we start to mimic that without even knowing it. Um, and I kind of like to use the example of bunions, like women who have bunions and they say, oh, well, I have bunions because my mom has them and my grandma has them. But it's not, I see this, not actually the bunions so much that are the genetic thing. It's the way that they move and walk, the biomechanics of the way we walk. I, I teach women 40s and upright how to walk. And it sounds so crazy, but so many women will watch my walking tutorial inside my core rehab program. And they're like, Erica, I've been walking wrong my whole life. <laughs> Are you tired of getting up once, twice, or even three times a night to go to the bathroom? Well, it's not uncommon, especially as we get older and it interferes with our sleep and often we wake up not feeling rested. The issue is this bladder urgency or leaky bladder issues that we do not have to suffer with. A client, Cindy, started using my product, Jolva, which is my all natural feminine cream that we use on our lady bits. And before you knew it, she started sleeping through the night, not having to get up most nights now and has more energy during her days. So I want to invite you to try Jolva and for a limited time because you're watching the show, go to dranna.com and use the code SHOW10 to get 10% off your first order. So Erica, talk to us about that. So how do we walk you know, correctly then. Yeah. So kind of tying fascia into this, the biomechanics, and I'll answer the walking question too, right? So if we, the way that we've been moving our whole life, our fascia becomes strongest in those ways, right? So in order to change that, we have to then change our habits, change the biomechanics of the way we're moving. So walking, most people don't realize like when we walk, we're not just walking like soldier straight, we have these spi this spiraling that happens, right? So as we walk left leg forward, I have to like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, wait, I don't want to say it wrong. That's like, it's something I do. So, and, and, you know, without thinking about it, when I stop to think about it. So as we walk, right, if our left leg is forward, our right arm and our right side of our ribs should be going that direction. So we get this oppositional spiral. And then if our right leg, we walk forward towards the right leg, we should spiral a little bit with our left torso forward, right? So we've got this oppositional rotation and so many women are actually very stiff and stuck through their core. We've not been taught to spiral. Same with running. We spiral when all the time, right? We're doing, and I love teaching all sorts of 
spiraling motions and oppositional motions, because that's how we can really work to rebalance the imbalance of fascia in our body because we're working on, remember I said not creating space. So for there's more space for those nerves to be able to work the way that they're supposed to, we don't get impingement. We have to always be lengthening, right? And then we always need to be working on our spiraling motion. Because how many, how many women, right, have been driving in the car, they're in the car and they turn to like do something with a kiddo and they like pull their back out or their shoulder, or their neck, right? It's because we we just haven't been taught to move fascially and be fascially fluid, right? And so that's it's kind of like some basic fundamentals to understand that, oh, if we start to bring more awareness to how we're just moving our body throughout our day and recognize like, oh, it's okay if I've been doing this wrong my whole life. Because that's one thing I always want to bring up is we, we have to recognize that even if we, you know, we, we have, we did the best we could, right. With the right, information absolutely. we had before, because I'll see women that are like, almost like hard on themselves. Like, oh my gosh. Or like, they're learning new from me. And they're like, I just don't get it. It's is hard. This is new. Like, I don't feel it. And that's normal. 99% of women that I first start working with, they go through my program. I now always tell everybody like, you're, you're not going to feel exactly what I'm cueing you to feel in the beginning. You have to trust in your body's ability that it has this incredible ability to change and to improve its movement and its function. And we can change our fascia, which is really like so exciting to me. Right. And there's research out there that proves it. Like we can remold our fascia. We can create new fascia. We can make it stronger and more fluid, um, by learning how to move more you know, fat, become more fascially strong, essentially is the way I like to explain it versus always thinking, oh, we're going to go and just do bicep curls and squats. It's like, okay, well, if you're doing a bicep curl with me, you're also going to be strengthening your deep core. You're going to be focusing on lengthening and how is your mid back activating? We're not just going to be like making sure we feel that bicep curl, right? So it's always integrating the entire body as much as possible with our movements, with our posture. Um, and when you start to do that, it's really, really incredible. Um, it improves your energy because now we start getting better lymph flow through our body. We get just this better. And we know like, you know, our nervous system um, and through the nerves, right? There's actual energy flowing through our body. There's research that shows that we have actual energy that flows through our fascial system. So it's amazing to me, the amount of women that are like, wow, I slowed down my exercise. I'm doing actually less movement, smaller movements, more breath focus, and dang, I have more energy and I'm feeling stronger, right? We've, we've kind of been doing exercise wrong for women for a really long time. <laughs> it's so true, but that's functional exercise, right? We're talking about functional exercise, incorporating the whole body into the exercise, not just limiting to the single muscle that we're working. And that's, that's been game changing, right? And, um, and I think that recognizing too, how important the pelvic floor is, how often have you gone to a gym, and they're not even talking about the pelvic floor, like that's one of the things I loved about yoga, when they talk about you know, really strengthening the pelvic floor during your exercises. And, and again, you know, doing exercises correctly versus incorrectly makes all the difference in the world. And before we have you give us an exercise routine that we can all start working on right now to strength our core. And I know you've got an amazing program to really help people too, because again, core is key. Core is key because back pain, back, you know, osteoporosis, back injuries, 
it is, is just debilitating. And as women, because we have 10 times less testosterone than men, we're more susceptible to this. So we really need to, you know, um, improve flexibility, keep our body flexible, flexible and just supple and, um, and strengthen muscle in a really healthy way because muscle is the organ of longevity and we really have to focus on that too. But, you know, in, in working with fashion, Chinese medicine knows this for a long time, right? From foot reflexology, they've been doing foot reflexology for, for generations and, and it really is addressing fascial issues as well as, um, ner you know, nerve um, synergies and, and roots. And in this, you know, working with the feet to affect the overall health, as well as to diagnose conditions of imbalance, but emotional release from fascial release is, is something that we really need to talk about here. Because one of the things, Erica, that we do in, in my program in Keto Green and in my book, The Hormone Fix, is, is talk about detoxification. And I always leading, I'm leading a group of women through the my magic menopause eight week program right now and i'm like you're going to be detoxing emotions through this things are going to come up that you haven't thought about in decades and 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 then in sexual health my other program sexual cpr there's a lot of energy uh, that is stored in our pelvic floor the fascia of our pelvic floor the emotions of our pelvic floor the nervous innervation of our pelvic floor as we do things to increase the um, sensitivity of, of, of our pleasure organs and the sensitivity of the nerve supply, essentially, and blood supply to the health of these organs, that there's a lot of emotions that can be released with orgasm, with clitoral stimulation, with vaginal penetration. And there's a piece of this that's not really well understood, but is finally coming out, you know, coming into Western awareness. And so a key part that, you know, I was very fascinated when you talk about the neurofascial system and how emotions are stored or stagnant within the fascia and, and by moving through movement, we can really release these stuck emotions in our body. And it's a, a critical component. So love for you to share with my audience about this really important aspect. Yeah, I love this conversation. And it's so interesting because you kind of get a mix of like, well, are we actually storing the emotion or, you know, what is it we're actually storing in? But regardless, I, I do believe that we store some degree of past stuff, right? At a cellular level and our fascial system, right? Because it's so integrated in our body. It's so integrated with our nervous system that it is very interesting to me. And I've been teaching this long enough that now I will be preemptive and tell women like, Hey, when we, when you start core rehab and you start doing your pelvic tilts and they're very gentle and we're, we're bringing more awareness to our breath and our body. Part of this is like, think just also slowing down, right? We usually just keep like shove things deep inside and keep going as women, right? 
right? <laughs> and so when we kind of make ourselves actually slow down, then I'll have women that are like, Erica, I just, I just felt like I needed to cry. And I actually had no idea why I felt great that day, but I was starting to open up more and starting to feel more happening in my pelvis and my pelvic floor. And I'm like, that is very normal, right? So I always encourage women, like, just be aware that it can happen. And um, like you were saying, like, there's so much that goes on in our pelvis and our pelvic floor with our sexual organs. There's just so much feedback that our body can get from that area of our body um, that we just need to be open to exploration. Number one, I think, again, it's like be open to new things. Be open to learning more about your body because there's so much about the female body we are not taught. Um, you know, I'm teaching women, I teach women about their anatomy from a pelvic floor perspective and fascial perspective and women have no idea, right? So when we understand how it's so all integrated and we can also layer in this knowing that, okay, like as I start moving and I'm going to allow my body to actually like, I want to get rid of the stuff that's holding me back. So that's a big part of it too, is being ready to like, I want to let go of stuff that could potentially be contributing to my pain and to my dysfunction, getting in my way of really getting the results that I'm ready to get. Um, and when we can do that and live in that feeling, um, as that stuff comes up and you feel like you want to cry, or even if you feel angry for no reason, right? Letting those emotions out in a really safe way and recognizing like, Hey, I'm ready to let go of this stuff and moving forward. Uh, that's a huge piece of our healing journey, really. It's a huge piece. It's a huge piece where people can be, we can be stuck for a long time, you know, and, and, you know, have symptoms for a long time. And one of the things that I learned in my healing journey that I took 2006 and seven around the world was that the, there are different organs that um, store emotions. I write about this in my book, The Hormone Fix, but one of the things that I, an Andean philosopher, an Indonesian healer and a Native American shaman all told me, right? So different continents, they said the same thing. They said the breast hold relationship, the kidneys hold fear, the liver holds anger, the pancreas holds guilt, right? And the bladder is like fear of letting go. And so, um, or moving forward. And so it was really fascinating that, you know, these different healers said the same thing. And certainly when we're detoxing, we're like, okay, the first couple of weeks of detox, there are going to be some angry people, but you know, you're detoxing your liver predominantly. If there are things that it's so important, I would say, you know, biblically it says constantly, you know, we need to be renewing our mind, right? There's a passage in the Bible that talks about this and the, you know, leading religions from around the world focus on this from ancient Chinese, again, ancient Chinese um, medicine and healing is that constantly focusing on what you're grateful for, what's good in your life. And this is a practice that I, I started um, incorporating during the pit of my despair full-blown PTSD, depression, wanted to die, right? And, and finding, really being called to do the practices, spiritual practices of St. Ignatius, who was a um, mid-century saint. And this is a really great story. He was a knight. Well, first of all, he was a knight and he would, have you heard the story of uh, St. Ignatius? Of, 
I don't think I have. Oh my God. It's so good because here's this man, right? And he's very wealthy and he's a knight and he does these amazing battles and he has amazing love life, right? Because maybe I'm exaggerating, but anyway, loves the women and, you know, is just doing great. And then he gets injured in battle and ends up in bed in, um, in the hospital essentially for months. And the only thing he had to read was the Bible. And so the stories of the Bible and the stories of saints. And so from that, his, his mind would go into the sense of, you know, what, what brings me consolation? What brings me spirit of like relief and happiness and joy for the long haul? And so part of his mission was focusing on the things that, you know, the lives of the saints and what they did, the serving that they did. And serving, giving, is an oxytocin-stimulating behavior. And I talk about that a lot here on the show. But like, and so that when he thought of that life, he had this sense, sense uh, intense sense of peace and, um, and joy. And, the, and when he thought about his, then he would go back into swinging into his knighthood and his parties and his joys. And he goes, that gives me joy for the moment, but not for the long haul, the consequences, you know, the results of that aren't peaceful for the long haul. Don't bring me joy for the long haul. And so he, he ended up creating the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. And a big part of that is focusing, <laughs> focusing on what is good in your life, what you're grateful for, and how you can give and serve others. And that was so profound for me. And I just started this practice because there was so much healing that I had to do so much forgiveness, so much shame, so much that had been, you know, building up probably for decades in my life that it was constantly overpowering the negative emotions with positive emotions. And that sense of making it part of even a daily practice for each and every one of us, as, as, as amazing as your life may be, you know, we know that, um, we know that the thoughts, your thoughts matter and they're stored and it's not making up stuff. It's being truly appreciative, appreciative for this time with Erica as everyone listening is because she's giving us so much amazing information. Appreciative for the people in our lives, right? The team that we have that makes this podcast happen. They're glorious, right? And, um, and for everyone who's listening, I'm so grateful you know, to hear your stories, to listen, to be able to share mine, and to have this relationship and this community that, that makes a difference. And when we are healing, we're healing our bodies, things, I mean, these emotions come up, emotions are released, and, and it, is, it is really an important practice to keep that number one, that nasty bitch off your shoulder, focus on the positive and really um, retrain your mind to do this. What I'm grateful for, what's positive in my life, what are my wins in my life and, um, and how we can incorporate that into our daily, into our daily practice. That's healing for the body. It's healing for the mind. It's healing for our spirit. It's healing for our relationships and it changes our energy because we are energetic beings, right? We are, we are, we're constantly vibrating at an energy higher, lower, you know, stagnant, you know, or, you know, with more coherence, more connection and, um, and movement is an important peace to attain that higher energy, that higher vibration, and letting go, releasing 
the things that are holding us back, especially the things that are saying, you can't do it, or you're not worth it, or you're too old. I love that. I love the gratitude practice. I preach that all the time as well. And especially with women with dysfunction and pain, right? It's like we have that can tend to like consume you. And so some of it is like the logical having to help rewire your brain a little bit. Um, but also turning inward to yourself. And sometimes we get so used to kind of being in pain, um, especially for women who've had back pain or things like that for quite a long time. Sometimes the body almost doesn't know what to do without the pain. Um, and that's an always a very interesting conversation to have. And one that logically the brain fights, right? That ego brain like kind of fights it. Like, well, why would I you know, want the pain to stay? Of course, logically we don't want it to stay. Um, but sometimes there's like a deeper learning that we need to have. And that's one thing I love to try to really get across to my students is I'm not just here to help you like heal. Yes. Like, you know, you know, where you have this initial idea of where you want to go, whether that's just learning how to properly strengthen your pelvic floor or get your body out of dysfunction or get your body out of pain. But I always, always, always encourage everyone be open to what else can show up for you in a really positive way. And the women who really embrace that and go about this journey um, with an open mind. And it's really amazing where they're like, I didn't even know this was possible for myself because sometimes we don't actually, you know, we don't have a big enough vision for what our life could look like or what our health could be like, especially if we've been in dysfunction or pain for a long time. Um, but there is really so much there. I've had my own fair share of lots of health stuff, you know, here and there. And, and I know a big part that drove me through it, got me through it, got me even healthier on the other end was because of my mindset. I was like, I'm not letting this control my life. Like this is where I'm at right now, but that's okay. And sometimes just that like being okay with where you are right now is like this first amazing step to be like, okay, now I'm ready to learn the tools and learn the techniques and learn new things that I can really implement in not only my movement practice, but into my life. And that's something I'm always big about is like, we're busy women, right? You may not have time every day to do movement practice. Well, I always encourage it. And I think it's important. Um, it's about applying everything you're learning to your daily life, right? We started this conversation with posture. Like we all, we always got to be paying attention to our posture because we're either sitting or standing or doing something unless we're sleeping, of course. <laughs> and in that case, you can let yourself completely release and relax. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's give us some core, you know, give us some, uh, an exercise or something that we should do on a daily basis. Like when you start working with women and you have your core rehab program that we'll have links to this in our show notes, but what, um, like, what's the, like, you know, where do we need to, to, um, address first? What do we need to address first? So one of the first things is, you know, is, is honestly posture, because if we're doing what I talked about in the beginning, where we're tucking our butt a lot, and we're doing that pulling belly to spine, we've got to get out of that pattern um, first and just really start paying more attention to just thinking about lengthening through our day. If we just start to think about lengthening and growing a little bit taller throughout our day, that in itself can be super powerful for improving our core function. Um, the other part of this is, you know, a lot of times we talk about doing our kegels or kegels, however you want to say it. Right. Um, and while it can be effective to a point, I find that many women 
we tend to only think of like the Kegel as like really working the front of our pelvic floor. Most women don't realize the pelvic floor really runs more from like the pubic bone to the tailbone and the sits bones to sits bones. So it's such as much a larger surface area that when I am teaching women how to strengthen their pelvic floor, I try to talk about it as the pelvic floor. And so we want to really be addressing it. And I think some of it's like, a, it's just a brain, it's a habit, right? It's a, a strong wire and we think of Kegel and we think of more like the front or middle of the pelvic floor. Um, and so when we can start to understand like, oh, our pelvic floor is much larger, then we want to start thinking of drawing those four points lightly together and zipping up through to the top of our head, not just our pelvic floor as a standalone. Like we can, yes, work on pelvic pelvic floor function as a standalone, but for optimal pelvic floor function, right? This is where we want to be addressing the body as a whole. And so that can be very powerful. And an exercise that I love, love teaching women is uh, called pelvic tilts. It's super simple, but really effective and really hard to do it the right way, especially in the beginning. So you just basically, you know, lay on your back on a mat, like you were going to do a crunch, but we're not doing a crunch here. Um, and what you're going to do is we're going to just gently rock our pelvis back and forth. And we're using our breath to do it, not our glutes and hamstrings. And most people, when they start this, when they want to tilt their pelvis, they want to just like, they squeeze their glutes and they're jamming their back into the mat. And so there's no jamming, there's no forcefulness. What we're wanting to start to do is let go of the outer layer, big muscles that we're tend to really grippy with. Now, don't get me wrong, like in my program, I'm gonna teach you how to activate those muscles correctly because I want you to be strong muscularly as well. But in the beginning, we have to really teach our body how to like let go of that and start to turn on the deeper layers, which starts at the pelvic floor, goes up through hugging around our organs, the fascial layers through our abdominal wall and along our spine, up to our diaphragm, you know, underneath our shoulder blades and around our ribs. It's like such amazing, all the fascia, right? And the muscles that we have in our deep layers of our core. And so as we just work on that exhale to tilt our pelvis back, inhale and then allowing our pelvis to rock forward. So we're kind of rocking back and forth from our tailbone to our sacrum. And if we can do that with bringing awareness to our breath and it gives, you'll get a lot of feedback from your body. Um, and again, in the beginning, when you're like, okay, well, if I let go of my glutes and my, I'm not using my hamstrings, then I'm like, I feel nothing, or I, I can't even move my pelvis without doing the, that, you know, without activating my glutes. That's okay. That we have to get into this space and recognize that in order to change our habits, we have to get into the space of wow, this feels very foreign and kind of uncomfortable. And I don't know what I'm doing. And my brain's trying to tell my body what to do, but it's not getting it. It's because that neural pathway isn't strong enough yet. And we have the other neural pathway of like the gripping of the glutes and the tucking of the booty. That's really strong. We don't have to think about it and our body does it. Now we're starting to think about it to help to calm that down. And then we want to start to create this new neural pathway uh, in our brain, right? That's telling our body how to connect our pelvic floor with our breath. So if we can kind of also think about it like that, it's like, oh, we're from a brain perspective, we're actually creating new habits and it takes time. It just takes time to do that and practice and it happens and it's amazing. I love when I get the messages from my students, they're like, Erica, I finally, I felt it. I felt something today different. Like, and it might be a couple of weeks. It heck sometimes can be a couple of months. Everyone's bodies are different. So I can't tell you how long it takes to find that, you know, more effective, you know, correct connection of our pelvic floor and our deep core, but it comes for everyone eventually. So describe that to me again. So you're laying in like a crunch position. So feet are on the floor, hip width apart, knees bent. You're laying on your back. 
and you're exhaling, relaxing, tilting up, inhaling, tilting down. So you want to, so as you exhale, think about tilting your pelvis towards you. So you're, so you're going to rock more towards your sacrum, mm -hmm. towards your low back. And then as you inhale, you're going to rock towards your tailbone. And are you going to arch your back with that one? Okay. Yep. So, yep. so really it's just allowing, cool. yep. And you know, you, you want to make sure, especially if you're someone who has any back pain, always stay out of pain. Always keep your movement out of pain. So if, if say like, you're like, oh gosh, if I go here, I feel pain, then you might be someone who you're going to barely move your pelvis in the very beginning. I have to get a lot of my clients, like we have to pull them way back. And I'm like, okay, well, I want you moving literally like a quarter of an inch. And I know that sounds like, you're like, but how is that even effective? It is. And you have to trust <laughs> that it works. But many times we got to pull our body way back out of, out of dysfunction into a range of motion where we're like, okay, I don't have any pain through this range of motion. So that's why I want you to work to start with. My goal for everyone is to work to then increase. We start to find the connection so we can increase our range of motion. Um, and you know, for women who love to run and do high intensity, but are having pain or dysfunction with it, we're going to pull you back for a period of time. But my goal for everyone is if you want to run and you want to do your high intensity workouts and do it without pain and without peeing your pants or, and all of that, even from a prevention side, like we're going to pull back from that stuff for a short period of time. And we're going to work to heal your body and teach your body these new methodologies. And then as you're getting stronger, we're going to start to, we, you know, ease you back into those to the point where, yeah, you're going to be able to get back to those. If that's something you really desire to do. Um, and you're, you know, hopefully going to feel so much stronger and you're going to have no pain and dysfunction because we have, I love the stories that I have my moms who had like, you know, three, four or five babies and it's really hard for her to stop running for example, oh, right. Yeah. For a period of time, but she's like, okay, I'm going to trust you. You know, had worked with, you know, so many women to date and she, as she works back into her running and then finally gets back to where she wants to be, she's like, Erica, not only was I able to run now after five babies without peeing my pants, without any pain, but I'm running faster now after babies than I was before babies. And so this is where like, I've heard every excuse from women as to why they can't do this or why they can't do that. And I'm like, I'm on the other side telling you, I work with women with all these dysfunction and aches and pains, and they want to be active. And I am here to help teach them what they need to learn and retrain their bodies so they can stay active as long as possible, right? Because we know mobility and longevity like go hand in hand. And we don't always think about that when we're a little younger, right? What, what are, what's our movement going to be like when we're in our 60s, right. 70s, and 80s? How are we and standing? <laughs> How are we walking? How are we moving? Yeah. And are we able to you know, not having continence. That is the number one reason that caregivers put their loved one in nursing homes. And that's one of the reasons that these conversations are so important for me to bring awareness to our audience. And, um, you know, one of the reasons I created Jolva, my anti-aging cream for the vulva, right? And that helps with conditioning the pelvic floor and nourishing it, right? Clitoris to anus, the most important real estate of our body. And, and that's powerful. So one thing, what about, so that pelvic floor, and would you call it a pelvic floor tilt? Call it a pelvic tilt. Pelvic um, tilt, okay. And yeah. then what about while we're sitting? Because as we're sitting here, y'all, I'm just like, okay, twisting, rotating to the right, rotating to the left, doing some side bends, you know, really trying to improve my, I'm like, okay, well, can we do while we're sitting? I mean, what, is there something when we're forced to be sitting in, a, in an hour long, you know, conference call, 
um, that we can that we can do that's going to strengthen our core. Well, number one is just really focusing to sit upright, which in the beginning is hard because now all of a sudden we're waking things up and we're working our muscles and fascia in a way that are, but we're going to fatigue, right? So you just have to be aware of it. You can do pelvic tilts just back and forth. Like there's nothing wrong with doing them seated at all, especially if you're focusing on like staying lightly connected and lifting, you can do especially some, you can low back. Yeah. Do some circles with your pelvis. Like I have no problem with you know, doing some movement, doing some side stuff, just like rotating and just like, but it needs to feel not forced. It needs to feel just very gentle and fluid and like, okay, just need to move a little bit. Right. And then I, when you go to sit up, just really think about, okay, I'm going to like connect a little bit from the base of my pelvic floor all the way up through the top of the head. Um, and eventually I know a lot of women have a hard time feeling like that lower abdomen activate, but with time that will come because we're focusing on this, like zipping up and lengthening tall. Um, and it's just a new way of, you know, sitting and holding our, you know, our layer and trying to engage our core, um, that is a lot lighter. Um, and so it's just this knowing that, okay, it's a lighter connection. So that's one key thing I like to tell women is like, whatever you're trying to activate right now, do it 50%, cut it in half. And they're like, well, I feel nothing. Exactly. Because we have to then find that. And then you're like, oh, okay. You'll, you will start to feel something. Cause so many times we're trying to force our body to feel something. And that's why the visual from the pelvic floor, just up through the top of the head it really starts women moving them in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. And that alignment that definitely made me sit taller for sure. So, um, Erica, thank you so much for your time today and your work and, and your mission. It's really, really powerful. And I, I love what you're doing. I do have one more question. What about the yoga ball? Like, you know, sitting on the balls, I had given those to my office team members and I've been here in Texas. I'm like, I need to get that back in here, especially as you're talking about rocking. Um, same, same, uh, sitting posture and everything. Are you like the exercise balls? To the exercise balls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The large I, ones. I, yeah. I think those can be great. I will tell you, I will see people, um, you know, when you sit on them, eventually you can tend to like round forward. And so we still have to be aware of how we're sitting, but no, I love it. And that's even easier to do the little pelvic tilts and rocking while you're sitting. I think sitting on a ball, um, can be really powerful as long as you, can stay seated more upright on them. Um, so yes, yeah, I agree. And plus it's fun to bounce on them. Just like when you were on the hobby horse, when you were little, I mean, you just bring some play in and that's a, that's a good reminder to, to get a couple delivered here to my new office space in Dallas. So, uh, Erica, thank you. Tell our audience where they can learn about your core rehab program and what you're doing. Well, Dr. Anna, thank you so much. This has been so great to chat with you. Um, so ladies, you can find out more about my programs and reach out to me. Um, my website is ericazeal.com. My last name is spelled Z-I-E-L. Um, and on Instagram, I would encourage anyone, like reach out to me. You know, if you're not sure if my core rehab program would be a good program for you, just share a little bit about what's going on with you and your health and your body. And I, I love starting those conversations because I have so many women that share stories with me and they think they're the only one going through it. And I can tell you right now, um, you're not, I've heard so many different stories from women. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm here to not only give you hope, but actually help give you the program that can guide you, you know, step-by-step step to heal. And we offer group coaching with it, which I love getting to hop on zoom calls with my ladies helps to add that just extra personal touch. Um, because if there's a movement that's just not working super well for you, I can help 
tell you what to do instead. And so it's, it's so fun. It's so exciting. So, and the core rehab program really is my flagship program that I'm like, every woman needs to, needs to experience and do it. Cause you just have so much that you're going to learn about your body. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great program. And I want to thank you for sharing that. Plus you guys, her core connections podcast, and I'm a guest on that as well. And so please check that out and put your comments below. It is so empowering when we hear from you, your comments, your questions, where your aha moment was and See us on video at my YouTube channel at The Girlfriend Doctor, where you can subscribe and get notifications, put your comments. I am there looking at them, reading them, interacting with you too. So, I mean, it gives me content for my, my videos on Reels and TikTok and everywhere, you know, to just making sure that you're getting the right information. So I want to thank everyone for being here. Definitely huge thanks to Erica Zeal, who has been inspired to bring this information out and talk about it and help women who, you know, really, you know, have been struggling for often decades and just to recognize the right and wrong way to do things and that it's within your power, it's within your control. And I love that. I love that most about, about the empowerment that, that she's bringing here. So I want to just encourage all of you to connect with both of us. And remember, I am here for you and so happy to be your girlfriend doctor. Bye till next time.